I am discovering me. Discovering me. My identity was hidden, taken from me, long before my ancestors began hanging from trees. The serpent, he was the real thief, deceiving my sister Eve. He made me forget I was royalty. My father is a king. I am the daughter of the everlasting, loving, omniscient three. He came to give me life. This world wants to take it away. He never intended for it to be this way. Free will, a blessing, and a curse. Say my name. My life matters. God said it first. Discovering me. Redefining my identity. Made fearfully and wonderfully, flaws and all, my destiny was altered when I heard his call. I can't see where I'm going, but I know what I'm leaving behind. My faith is blind, lamps at my feet as I shoulder his load. I feel light, I see life as I walk the Samaritan road. everyone this is Nori your host of the discovering me podcast and I first want to say happy new year Um, this is the first time that I'm talking to you solo since season two started so I hope that everyone is having a great new year and that you are inspired this year Um, I know I definitely am I'm excited for 2022 I feel like the end 2021 was a rough year for me. Um, I started the year with my new job and then I had a miscarriage and then, you know, life just went crazy from there. And then I had another miscarriage. And so it's just been an interesting, it was an interesting roller coaster of a year, but I feel like God taught me so much. I feel like he has been preparing me. It's funny because I started going to therapy again uh, last summer um, before all of this started with my mental health just because I felt it coming on, I guess. I just knew that it was something that I needed to work on. And I feel like from there, God has really just taken off. Like during that, during therapy, I I went originally because I was just really depressed from the first miscarriage. Um, And I just felt like, after 2020 and after starting my new job and after going through everything, I just didn't understand why God was even putting me through that. I just felt like, God, like I just left this terrible job. Um, I just started this new job and then I got pregnant and I was excited after I, and honestly, after when I first got pregnant, I wasn't super excited because we just weren't preparing for it. So I had surrendered it to God at thought and, you know, really prayed about it. And really was like, okay, all right, we're doing this. Like, I'm excited now. And then it was like, as soon as I got to that point, that's when I had the miscarriage. So it was just really discouraging. And I had to really work through that with God. But in therapy, you know, it was really cool because as I was talking to my therapist, I realized that she, basically she asked me if I could have my life be exactly the way I wanted, what would I want it to be? And that was a really hard question for me to answer because I just felt like, well, I mean, it doesn't matter because I'm never going to have that and I need to just be content with where I'm at and there's things I need to do in order to get where I want to go. And like, it was really hard for me to fantasize and to dream for myself. And I realized I hadn't dreamed and dreamt, dreamed, I think it's dreamt. I hadn't dreamt in a long time. You know, I hadn't really... um, 
thought about what it would look like, what my life would look like. You know, I, I mean, I did when I first, you know, um, got married and things like I had plans, but I somehow got locked into this idea. And this was never me, but I got locked into this idea that I had to find a full time job, that I had to build up my income and I had to live this stable lifestyle and pay off all my debts and do all these things it was like kind of like step one step two step three and then once all of those things are done then we can start a family and it's so funny because when I think about what my dream life would look like I don't want to work full-time and be a mom but basically I'm saying all of this to say is I hope that you are dreaming again in 2022 I know that for me, going through that therapy and working through my emotions and working through the different things that I was feeling, I was able to start dreaming again. I was able to see what it was that I wanted. And I realized that if I had my perfect lifestyle, I would have a flexible schedule. I would be doing a job where I can help people directly, um, specifically, you know, um, young adults, um, people in foster care, um, you know, people who don't have the support that they need. Um, you know, like some, most of us get it from our family or our friends, but people who generally don't really have that, who don't have that consistency in order to have that, you know, constant support. And so that's what I told her. I told her that I would love a life where I could have all the things I could put God and my family first and then from there you know have an amazing job that brings me joy that I can help people that I can serve my church that I could have a more time that I won't be so stressed and then shortly after that is when I had my mental health episodes and I started having the vertigo and the migraines and you know I feel like I've talked to you guys about this so much but basically long story short I went through that period of time where my anxiety got so bad that I couldn't do the things that I used to do. And so I began to ask God, like, what is it that you want from me? I don't understand. Like, why is my life falling apart? And it's funny because when I felt like my life was falling apart is when God was starting to answer my prayers, but they weren't being answered in the ways that I thought they'd be answered. So I thought that I would just, you know, get my full-time job, that I'd work for a few years, save up enough money so that when I had a kid, I could, um, or if I had a kid, because we hadn't decided and still haven't decided if that's a, a route that we're going to take. But if we had a kid, I could take the time off. I can be at home because we saved up enough money for me to be at home. And like, that was just my very linear, limited thinking. And so when I started really giving those things to God, and really praying about them and really seeing the type of life that I wanted, God started opening doors. You know, I left that job, even though that job was awesome. I loved working my the job that I left that, um, the emotionally abusive job for, but it just wasn't where I needed to be. I got great experience there. I loved the people that I worked with and the job itself was amazing, but I was too comfortable. And that's what I'm starting to realize is if I want the type of life that I want, if I want God to be glorified in the ways that I want him to be glorified, then I need to step out on a limb. I need to trust him. And so I started, you know, making steps. So 
during this last five months, because I left work in August, if you're new here, I left work in August, um, or if you just need a refresher, and I was out on short-term disability for a while, and then eventually they cut me off of that, and so that was around November that they were like, hey, we can't give you any more short-term disability, but I still at that time was not physically able to drive, so I eventually, I gave it a few more weeks, and then I basically put in my notice and let them know that unfortunately I couldn't go back because I just wasn't doing well um, and I wasn't able to drive and I wasn't going to force myself to go back into an environment um, where I knew that mentally and emotionally I just wasn't ready. And that was hard. I had to pray a lot about that. My husband does not make an income that covers all of our, our bills and everything. It doesn't cover everything that we need, but God provided and he continues to provide. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to just keep trusting God. I'm going to keep trusting his plan. And so that's how we ended 2021. You know, I was jobless. I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know when I was going to be able to drive again. The holidays came and went. Um, and it was a very interesting time period. Finally, at the beginning to mid-January, I was able to drive again. And the way that I did that was I started doing uh, what I called immersion therapy. I don't know if that's the right terminology for it. But basically, I had been reading some articles and I had um, found some information about if you are having an anxiety issue, that the worst thing that you could do for that anxiety is to continue. So like, for example, Every time I would drive, I would start to get blurred vision and dizzy, and I would start to get nauseous. And it could be a short drive, it could be a long drive, it didn't matter. I would just start to feel really bad, and then my hands would start to shake because I'd start to panic. And then, you know, I couldn't focus, and I would have to pull over and let my husband drive. And so I started doing that. I started forcing myself to drive. We started off just doing short distances around the house, um, and then if I really got really bad, then I would let him take over. Then, you know, I started going about 10 minutes out and then 15 minutes out. And then eventually I was able to drive 30 to 45 minutes out without any issues. And I finally was able to go onto the highway. And it was such an interesting experience because it was basically like relearning how to drive and relearning how to use my body in a way that it didn't want to be used. And eventually my body was able to recognize that we were in a safe space, that it wasn't going to, you know, end in disaster, which what I'm learning from my research in anxiety is that it's your nervous system saying, hey, we're unsafe, back off, stop doing that, we need to get safe. And so once I was able to recognize that, I started doing things like telling myself when I started to feel anxious, when I started to feel the nauseousness and the dizziness coming on, I would say, look, we are safe. I'm safe. I would breathe. Like I started doing yoga, so I would start breathing deep. And then I would tell myself I'm safe. And then I'd let it out. And that helped a lot. And also, I found many scriptures that I was able to cling to. Um, some of my favorites are Isaiah 43:19, um, John 10:10. Um, Isaiah 55, and I can't remember exactly where it is, but I will um, read them out and record them um, and put them at the end of the episode. But those scriptures really helped me during this time. They really helped me to see like God is working and I need to trust him. 
And I feel like that's the biggest thing that I've learned. I feel like that's what renewed vision in me. It's so funny because I think 2020, a lot of churches, um, theme was renewed vision or 2020 vision or, you know, things like that. And so now I feel like I'm in a space where I actually have vision for myself again. And it's so funny because it's like, even that God answered in such an amazing way in 2020, everybody's like, Oh, 2020 vision. And God made so many things clear to us. It may not be what we thought we expected, but it definitely was clarity. Like God showed us so much about ourselves, so much about our society in so many ways. Um, and so, yeah, moving forward in 2022, I've decided that my word for this year is focus. I want to focus on the dreams that I have for God. You know, I got my life coach certification, which I'm so excited about. I'd been working on that for the last few months. And so I finally was certified on the 22nd and I'm also going to be starting a new job on the 31st of January. Um, by this time that you guys are hearing this, it's after that, but I'm going to be starting a new job and um, I'm just really excited. I'm just really excited to just see where God is taking this. It's a part-time job. It's um, working. I, I'm also a, um, I also have an entrepreneurial study certification and the job that I'm going to be do is going to be working in that area. So God is doing things. God is definitely guiding me in directions. I'm really excited for the lifestyle that I'm going to be starting. I'm excited because I'm going to have more time to do the things that I'm doing. I'm going to have the time to actually work on my mental health. I'm going to have the time to spend with my friends, my family, my church. And I'm also going to be able to have a job. And so I'm excited. I just feel like God is going to do amazing things. Jeffrey and I are still deciding if we want to have kids or not. Um, but I mean, I'm just excited to be where I'm at. I feel like God is really just showing me that I need to just trust him, that I need to just devote my um, time to him. And I'm really learning how to put him first. You know, the last episode I had was about um, early morning doses of Jesus with uh, Rachel McCants. And she was sharing about how she makes sure that the first thing she does every day is spending her time with God. And honestly, that's something I shared about it on that episode, but that's something I've been working on since 2020. You know, I feel like I got into this rut in my relationship with God where I was just going through the motions, where I was just doing the things that I felt like I should be doing. You know, I would get up, I would have my quiet time, but it would be like, all right, God, help me to be like you, help me to just deny myself, help me to be a good person. And then I go to work and I'd be like, all right, I need to deny myself. I need to be a good person. So it was like, I was constantly, uh, pushing my feelings on the back burner. Not that God asked me to do that. God says not to give into our feelings, but he doesn't say not to acknowledge them. And so I wasn't acknowledging the things I was feeling. I wasn't acknowledging the hurts I was feeling. I wasn't dealing with the difficulties. Instead, I was just like, all right, going to push through. I got to just give this to God. All right, God. But it wasn't, it was just different. I don't know how to explain it. It was just, it wasn't the same way as I do now. Whereas now I'm like, God, I'm sad. I'm hurt. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, and I just, these are the things that I'm feeling, and I don't know what to do with them. And then I search his word for things to help me. I search his word for things to guide me. I stop, I pause. My times with God are really just, the first thing I do is I get up, I go to my journal, 
And I journal my prayers because if I pray out loud, my mind gets distracted. I'm thinking about other things while I'm talking. I could not be paying attention. I could not be focusing. And so I'll start and I'll say like, good morning, God, like today's a beautiful day and I'm excited for today. These are the things I'm excited to do. These are the things that I want to work on. And these are the things that I'm grateful for. These are the things that I'm having a really hard time with. These are the things that my friends are going through. Can you please help them with these things? These are the things my family is going through. Can you really work through these things? And then I'll read my Bible. And I don't just read anything. So right now I'm reading out Nehemiah because Nehemiah has been really cool to read. Um, I feel like anytime that I'm looking for a Bible plan on the app that has to do with where I'm at in my current journey, whether it's changing careers or, you know, trusting God or um, coming up with a plan, it keeps redirecting me back to Nehemiah. So for the last month or two, I've been doing all these different studies on Nehemiah. And before that, it was Ecclesiastes because I was reading about God's timing and reading about how there's a time for mourning and there's a time for every emotion and there's a time for every activity. And so I'm just really learning so much about who God is and how he loves us. And even when you read about Nehemiah, it talks about how he was a cupbearer for the king. You know, he he had a very prestigious job. He was, if you could think about it in today's terms, you could say that he was a lawyer or a doctor or he was the president. And then he decides, you know what, or not really the president, but maybe like a servant to the president, like maybe his, you know, secret security or whatever. Um, And he noticed, like God puts a thing on his heart. God puts a dream in his heart. He sees that his people in Jerusalem are still hurting. He sees that the walls are still down. And he's like, cut to the heart about that. And like, that's exactly how I feel like where I'm at. I feel like back in like 2018 or 2019, I was home And I don't know, recently God has just been really putting foster youth on my heart. We watched some movie and my heart was just broken. And I mean, I've always like I'm an empathetic person, so I've always felt for people in those situations. But it was different. It was so different this time. And since then, I've just had this heart that I just want to help people in that situation. I never really knew what I wanted to do. I knew I didn't want to work for Child Protective Services because I don't want to just rip kids out of their homes, even though sometimes that is best for them. But I just I didn't know what exactly that would look like. And then I had to just let God continue to prepare me in that time. And of course, you know, I got my own plans and my own thoughts in my head. So I started going in my own direction. And I wasn't necessarily being obedient to God. And then God used my sickness to help me to be obedient to him. And so coming back to Nehemiah, God put something on his heart. You know, he he was like, you know what, this is what I want you to be concerned for. And Nehemiah knew that that was from God. And then he chose to pursue it. He chose to pray about it. And then he, you know, went to the king and he asked for what he needed. And the king gave it to him because God favored him. And like that part right there, he asked the king for what he need. And because he needed it, the king gave it to him because God favored him. And that part is the part for me, because I realized that if God puts something on your heart, if God is telling you to go after something, I think oftentimes the first thing we think is, but God, I don't, but God, I don't have, but God, I'm not. And God's like, I don't need you to be. I put this on your heart for a reason. I just need you to be obedient and pursue it. 
And then I will provide what you need because this is something that I want you to do. Like God's not going to give us a purpose or an assignment without giving us the tools to complete it. And so once I made that realization, and that's why Isaiah 43, 19 is one of my favorites, because I realized that if God wants me to do something, he is going to make a way. He's going to make a, a road in the desert. He's going to put streams in the wilderness like he's going to do it or streams in the desert and a road in the wilderness. He's going to do it. He's going to provide a way to get to the end result that he wants. And so all I need to do is be obedient to him is to constantly bring it to him in prayer and ask him what he wants me to do, where he wants me to go. And so once I realized that, and once I realized like, wow, these are the things that like God is putting on my heart. And the reason that they're there is because God wants me to pursue them. Like I was just like, who am I to be disobedient? And my obedience is just going to bring God glory and bring me joy because Anytime that God is calling me to obedience, it's usually for my benefit. Like God doesn't benefit from it. And so it's just amazing. I think it's just amazing to see the way that God has been working in my life. It's amazing to see how he wants to be glorified in my life. And I'm just excited. Like God has just been opening so many doors. I've been meeting so many new people through this podcast. I have so many more interviews coming for you guys from so many different types of people, from different types of life, from different walks of life. I'm just excited. I'm so excited um, for just all the things that God has in store. I'm excited to see what this journey is going to look like. I pray every day and constantly that you guys are getting something from this podcast. I pray that it is bringing glory to God, that it's helping you to see God in a way that you never did before. And I'm just, yeah, I'm just super inspired and excited for 2022. I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm taking it a day at a time. I'm really just focusing on my part and trusting God to, you know, provide the things I need for, to go further. And yeah, that's just where I'm at. I'm just, I'm really excited to dream again. And if I encourage all of you and I, I pray for all of you that if you are not, dreaming or if you have a dream and you're putting it on the back burner start praying about it start telling God exactly what you want that's where I started I literally prayed back in I think it was August or September it was right before I think it was in August or July because it was right before my anxiety issues started I had been praying like God I really just want a life that I love like I want to be joyful in my life like before this I did not have joy like I told you guys, I've been studying out joy since 2017. Like, I really have been struggling to embrace joy. Like, and it's because I was living outside of what God wanted for me. I was living outside of God's plan for me because I was doing what the world told me that I was supposed to do. I was doing what the world said I was supposed to do. And so once I realized that, and once I started praying, like, God, please give me a life that I love. Please give me you know, a job that I enjoy. I mean, I like my job, but God, I just don't feel fulfilled in it. And I pray, Lord, that I can have a job that I can spend time with my family, that I, my family and my, my church can be my priority, but then my job can still provide for me to be able to go and pay my bills. And God answered in major ways. Did he have to take me through different routes for me to understand? Yes, that's no fault to God. That's just by the way I was created and by my sinful nature and just by 
who I am and the way that I think that God had to really do the work on me inside to help me to see that, like, look, this is what you need to be doing. And he had to build up the obedience in me. He had to build up the patience in me. He had to build up a faith in him and me before he could give me what I was asking for. Because if God had told me to quit my job and work part time and make less money and then I'd be able to have the life I wanted, I would have said, what? I'm not doing that. That doesn't make any sense. I'm not going to quit a full-time job for a part-time job that makes less. And yeah, my you know necessities will be covered, but I won't have much extra. Like, I'm not going to do that. That doesn't make sense. But God's like, did I say it? It doesn't make sense to you. It doesn't make sense to your worldly thinking. It doesn't make sense to the way that your world operates. But I'm telling you, it makes sense, basically, is what God is saying. And so once I saw that... It's true what he says, like his ways are not my ways. His thoughts are not my thoughts. Like, and to see these scriptures coming to life, guys, it's so like, I'm excited. I'm encouraged. I'm inspired. I am just, I'm in awe when I get to see God bigger. I feel like I've been putting God in a box for eight years and I'm finally nine years as a disciple as of January 20th. And I refuse to keep putting God in a box. I refuse to keep saying, well, this is the way that life has to work in order for me to get the things I want. No, I'm going to continue to bring things to God first. And then after I bring them to God, seeing what he does with it, because that's when I see the true growth in myself. That's when I see God bigger. I feel like it's just amazing to see how truly big God is like oh our our sight is just so limited it blows my mind every time God does something and answers my prayers because he answers them in ways that like I just would not think and he does things in ways that to the to the rest of society looks absolutely psychotic like why would you quit your full-time job and then work a part-time job and still consider having a family like why would you start a family in a time like that? But God is bigger and God is provided. And he keeps telling me like, I have you. I have your back. I'm going to take care of you. I'm not going to just leave you to be destitute or, you know, just whatever. Like, yes, sin happens and life happens and bad things happen. But God is going to use all of those bad things for my good. Romans eight twenty eight. like he's going to use them to help me. And so what I'm sold out for God all over again. Like I said, Jesus is Lord nine years ago and I'm saying it again today. Like my faith is reignited. I'm excited to just see how God is going to utilize me. I'm excited to see what he's going to do. And, you know, maybe I have the whole even foster part, you know, kids in foster care or or, uh, child protective services and things like that. Maybe I have even that wrong. Maybe God's going to use me for the people in his kingdom who are feeling like they don't have families who are feeling like they're alone. I don't know exactly what God's plan is for me, but I know that his plan for me is going to be amazing. I know that his plan for me is going to be fulfilling. I know that it's going to be hard, but I know that it's going to be worth it. And I'm excited. So I, I say all of this to say that if you have a dream in your heart, if you have a passion, if you are looking for something to be inspired by, bring it to God and really ask him how to go about it and start waiting and listening and looking for his answers. And when you get those answers, act. 
you know, do what it is that God is calling you to. Don't be afraid, you know, go after it. So I'm excited. I hope that you all are excited for this new year. Um, I hope that you're excited for just a new look on life. I hope that everyone is feeling excited. I mean, yes, COVID is still happening. And at this point, it's here, guys. Like, I'm just like, I can't live my life, you know, just waiting for it to be over because who knows when we'll be back to a sense of normal. So I'm just going to keep doing what I'm doing. Obviously, I'm going to be safe about it, but I'm going to trust God and I'm just going to keep, I'm not going to keep putting my dream and my life on hold. I'm going to trust God and I'm going to just continue going after it. I feel like God is making waves. He's making changes. Changes are uncomfortable. Changes are difficult. But most times, if God is causing a change, it's going to be for my good. And I'm going to trust him in that. So I pray that you guys are as well. I will attach the scriptures that I mentioned and a couple others um, at the end of this podcast that you guys can have them. But I pray that you are inspired. I pray that you are encouraged. I pray that all of you just feel God's presence and that you are able to just go after him with excitement and faith. (laughs) So thank you so much for listening. Isaiah 43, 19, Amplified Version. Listen carefully. I'm about to do a new thing. Now it will spring forth. Will you not be aware of it? I will even put a road in the wilderness, rivers in the desert. Isaiah 55, 8 and 9, Amplified Version. For my thoughts are not your thoughts, nor are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your thoughts. John 10.10, Amplified Version The thief comes only in order to steal and kill and destroy. I came that they may have life and have it in abundance, to the full, till it overflows. 1 John 2, 15, and 16, Amplified Version. Do not love the world of sin that opposes God and his precepts, nor the things that are in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust and sensual craving of the flesh, and the lust and longing of the eyes, and the boastful pride of life, pretentious confidence in one's resources, or in the stability of earthly things. These do not come from the Father, but are from the world. John 16, 33, Amplified Version. I have told you these things so that in me you may have perfect peace. In the world you have tribulation and distress and suffering, but be courageous, be confident, be undaunted, be filled with joy, I have overcome the world. My conquest is accomplished. My victory abiding. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Discovering Me. I hope that you are inspired and spurred on toward a deeper connection with God. If you're looking for a church in the Southern Connecticut area, search Southern Connecticut Church of Christ. And don't forget... Tune in next Monday for a new episode and always remember to faithfully pursue a life of passion.